0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast, featuring dream-accelerating inspiration. I'm Jeff Meyer, your host, author, entrepreneur, and coach. My goal with this podcast is to help you identify and clarify your own dream by taking wisdom from others' successes and challenges. If you're looking to take action on your dream, to make a difference doing something you love, but your fears are holding you back, then this podcast is for you. If you're interested in finding additional support, you can also check out my Dream Accelerator coaching program designed to help realize your full potential and reshape your future. As always, you can learn more about my Dream Accelerator program at jeffmeyer.org. Using my Dream Accelerating formula, heart-centered entrepreneurs can focus on their dream, name their fears, change their mindset, to find their next, and move forward anyway. Welcome back, successful dreamers, to another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast. I'm Jeff Meyer, and here again with Hallie, second time, one of the few uh, podcast guests I've had that I've invited back. <laughs> uh, that doesn't mean I won't invite others back, it just means we're we're in that mode now, and 40 of these podcast that I'm very interested in hearing what has been happening in the lives of the people I talk to. Oh, I mean, I think it's been a year ago. So, <laughs> Ali, thank you so much for being with me again. Thank you for the work you do to help people understand their their own personality and how that plays in 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 particular in entrepreneurship and building mm-hmm. a business. So we're going to talk more about that today. So, if you want to reintroduce yourself quickly, uh this afternoon i'd appreciate that uh, it's so good to see you and so good to have you back on the podcast
1: thanks for having me back um i i got the email i think it was from katie your assistant and i'm like oh this it i literally had just it was just on linkedin and i'm i was looking at your stuff and i got i got her email i'm like okay well it's meant to be um so thank you for having me back i'm really excited to be here i i had so much fun on the other podcast last time we did the podcast we were, in the midst of all at home. I don't know if we were locked down or not, but.
0: Yeah. Um. Mid, the midst of the pandemic. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm really, all really, really glad down and not to be yeah. there anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am too. Hopefully we'll stay, stay open.
1: All yeah, right. <laughs> so you,
0: you're a coach and you help, um, leaders and entrepreneurs and business owners like me understand how to move forward anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, recognizing a deeper sense of self, uh, and you're you're an expert in the Enneagram. and man, I'd like to like to talk more about that today and and kind of tease out how you would uh, have a conversation with someone that is uh, building a business. And so here I am. I'm willing guinea pig to have you uh, talk to me about awesome. this and, and maybe help someone else that maybe has some understanding of the Enneagram go deeper or someone that's never heard of it, although I find that difficult to believe these days, uh, want to go and understand themselves a little bit better.
1: Yeah. So let me just give a, a little, a really short, high-level synopsis of what the Enneagram is. And and that, that sounds like a wonderful plan. Um, so the Enneagram is a personality typing system. And it's a system that has roots back thousands of years. And whenever I say that, sometimes people look at me with one eyebrow up, like, "What are you talking about?" But it's you—you mm-hmm. you can find elements of the system, the um, you know, the circle, the hexagon, the triangle itself, and what all of those have different meanings. Um, and also, in regards to where it's written in the literature, there have been lots of interpretations of the enneagram over the years. To put it together in the form that it is now is actually fairly recent and has happened um, in written form from like the 1970s on. But no one really, it was just one of those things that if you were in psychology, you might have learned about it, you know, in in school. Um, But in the last few years, I don't know why, but it has really caught on. Yeah. And... um, you know, I found it at a a life group, um, through church that someone had started talking about it a few years ago. And it was one of those things that in those moments in your life where God whispers, listen, you know, where he just like, Mm -hmm. there's this, this presence that you feel like, okay, I need to, I need to really pay attention here. And, um, so I started learning about the Enneagram. I actually was introduced to it in my master's program back in the nineties, but I didn't Again, it was just a tool. I didn't I didn't look twice at it. Um, I think you have to be ready for a tool like the Enneagram because the Enneagram is a tool that helps you see yourself for who you really are outside of your personality. Hmm. So it's so easy to be like, well, I'm an Enneagram 2 or I'm an Enneagram 4, and I, you know, and then start to associate with those characteristics that you do see in yourself. And to get actually caught up in using that as an excuse. Well, I'm like that because I'm a two. Uh. And, you know, that's just one way that I know I've used it. And I think everybody who's ever, you know, really gotten into the Enneagram has probably done in some way, shape or form. But I like to educate people in terms of now that you know what your personality entails, I want to help you get out of the box that you put yourself in.
0: Huge, and we tend to do that, and we're told not to do that with the enneagram. Don't ever type someone else, but we do that. Oh, they're a, they're a five, so, you know, that makes sense. And so then we tend to put other people in a box as well,
1: all the time. Yeah.
0: And as a business owner and an entrepreneur, oh my gosh, I. We can explore this more deeply. I think about the limitations I place on myself because I am a, a four. I am an enneagram four.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, oh well, that's you know, and then I give myself a, a pass instead of leaning into um, this, the the place I'm supposed to go, in a healthy position, which I think is a one
2: mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. um, and that is to be more disciplined and to be more um, thoughtful about my, my, my planning and more, um, articulate in planning instead of just kind of letting things happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So,
0: so how does, how does your putting yourself in a box Uh, hinder your capacity as a business owner or entrepreneur?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, kind of like anything, you know, if we overly identify um, with a role, like if you over identify as a dad or as a mom or as a business owner, um, or you make that thing almost godly, right? Like we all do that with certain Mm -hmm. things in our life. Um, Mm -hmm. You get into trouble. Right? Because God will say, You think so, huh? Take it away. Um, and it almost makes me tear up because that, and it's not like we have a, a you know, a, a mean, angry God, but He wants us to realize that we are so much more than those roles that we have in our lives. And I think the same applies when it comes to personality. We, you know, we're, our personality serves a huge purpose and allows us to stay safe allows us to understand ourselves in our world, um, allows us to succeed, but beyond the personality, the person that we're born as an infant, as a child, the, the high, the inner child, the highest self, however you want to say it. Um, hopefully the person we get back to as we move closer to the end of life as well is really, in my opinion, what God wants us to truly discover. Without all the masks, without all the doing, without all the fixing. Um, And that's hard to understand and explain.
0: So I'm a four. And uh, you just said something that really kind of triggered. Not in a bad way, but triggered something for me is like, I'm always trying to fix me. That's as I understand a four, that's kind of, there's, there's always something missing there. There's Mm -hmm. something more, uh, that I'm pursuing. Um, and that, that gets exhausting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to me as a business owner, entrepreneur Mm -hmm. that happens to be a four on the Enneagram? How am I limiting myself with that kind of viewpoint? Mm -hmm. And what do I do to Get to a deeper level of awareness um, for myself, so that I can be healthy and uh, move forward anyway with a an appreciation of who I am more deeply than just being a four. Man, that was a. I don't know if I could write out that question. I would be so confusing. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> there's something in there that uh, <laughs> that you can follow up on. <laughs>
1: there's yeah. There's a few elements that come to mind for me when you say that fours. First of all, for people out there who don't know, the Enneagram is made up of nine personality types, and nine is significant in a number of ways. I won't go into the whole spiel on that, but if you parcel out the Enneagram, you've got the body center, which is types eight, nine, and one. You've got the heart center, which is types two, three, and four. And then you've got the head center, which is types five, six, and seven. And just because you find your number as a four or as a nine or whatever, it doesn't mean that you only resonate from that center. But what it does mean is that you tend to approach life first from that center. So as a heart type, as a type four, Mm -hmm. you're going to feel things. And fours are known for feeling things at an intensity that no one else feels things. And so it's mm. really hard for a four to describe to other people because the one of, in my opinion, one of the beauties of being a four is you really understand joy and you really understand sadness mm. at a depth that a lot of other people can only wish to understand that, but it also can get in your way because those emotions can deplete that energy and make mm. it hard to move forward. So yes, yeah. (laughs) So
0: so then you think, oh my gosh, he's got a move forward anyway podcast. Where did that come? Well, it comes from my own, it comes from my own journey, Mm -hmm. it comes from my own struggle, right? So that's why I can help others in their struggle because I'm I've been there and understand it. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But I can also get stuck in it. I can get stuck in the emotion, and that's why. So a heart centered first approach, in order to be healthy, needs moves to a what's eight nine and one? Eight That's nine a, and one
1: is a is a body centered. It's a more of a gut center.
0: Okay, so same more. So I, I I've been told in the past that uh, the place I need to go to when I'm when I'm unhealthy or stuck is to a one. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah. So there um, definitely um, that part of that is accurate. So okay. we, there are arrows on the Enneagram. So if anyone's out there right now, looking at the tool, you'll see these arrows if you look it up. And basically, if you know your type, you'll have an arrow that's going away from your number and an arrow that's coming towards your number. The arrow that's going away from your number usually indicates that's that y- that if you're unaware of like your personality, you usually go to that arrow in times of stress. So for a four, that for you, seven, five, eight, two, four, that would actually be one. So when I'm
0: unhealthy, unaware, I go to a one and I get what I, how would you describe? I get more controlling.
1: Hang on a second. I want to make sure they're in one, seven, five, eight, two. I'm sorry. No, you were right. You, You were right. No, when you are, when you are feeling stressed, you end up going to your two. Two. Two, yeah, which is the helper, which is also in the heart triad.
0: And so how does that show up under stress for for me?
1: So for a four under stress, oftentimes what you'll see is um, some of the unhealthy qualities of two. So it might be things like giving to get without really not consciously. This is like a subconscious thing. Um wondering about uh why you're you know not getting maybe a thank you or a a follow-up from someone, um abandonment, feeling feeling vulnerable and that you you know you might get left. Um a feel the thing about two is twos are also pretty emotional. So that's why it's really hard for a four because when you're in a bad spot and you're going to stress. You pick up on some of the things of two, which is also more of emotion, mm. more in its feeling, um, sometimes yeah. at helping in a way that depletes you even more.
2: Yeah.
0: So the healthy move then is to the one. And yeah. how, how do I show up when I'm healthy then?
1: So um, when it in terms of that arrow, as you go to one, so one is in the gut or the um, body triad is what we call it. And so the way that you you show up when you move to one is you move to the higher side of one. So the one is called the reformer and they are people that integrity is the most important thing. um, Structure is really important and doing is very important. So being able to, especially for a four, especially if you're, you know, you're having a lot of feeling and you're feeling stuck, being able to move into action.
0: Action. Man, does this describe me or what? (laughs) So how would you, how would you help someone like me who's in an unhealthy spot, unawares, stressed, all those things you said are true. Everything you said about a, the the downside or the dark side of a two is how I show up when I'm stressed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it doesn't, it just adds to the, it adds to the emotion and to the depth of discouragement, right? So, and on the other side, when I'm healthy, all those things are true. I'm acting, I'm not doubting, I'm not second guessing myself. I'm, I make decisions easier. Mm-hmm. Um, my team will say, "Oh my gosh, that's you! You just made a decision. That's great." Because then, but the prior month they see me waffle on decisions or want to get more and more input instead of just making a decision. Um, so they recognize that healthiness. What would you say to me um, in a place of unhealth to help me become more aware? How would you coach me out of that?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, through that, one of the one kind of the one of the basic templates that I use is something I'm just started using. I'm trying and I haven't don't have it in print yet, but it's basically two big circles. And one is a circle of inner resources. And the other circle is external resources. And that that inner we basically what I do is I help you gauge how full those circles are so for example from an inner resource perspective what are your beliefs like spiritually what are your beliefs about yourself how do you talk to yourself um in addition to beliefs um we'll you know we look at things like how are you restoring how much water are you drinking how much sleep are you getting how much rest outside of sleep are you getting mm-hmm. um you know all of those those things that really come from within um you, you would even say some are yin like you know how are you breathing um then you look at your external resources so are you reaching out for help and not just help in the you know like the usual kind like through your spouse or through a friend or um but help in terms of um Are you, are you, do you have a a good doctor? Do you have a a therapist? Do you have a coach? Do you, maybe that's not your thing. Maybe instead you enjoy, um, spending time by the water by yourself on a Sunday afternoon and journaling, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but being able Mm -hmm. to identify those external resources, first of all, how many do you have and are you using them? And what I find is for people who are really depleted from an inner resource perspective, they need way more of the external.
0: Uh, So you can draw on the external to actually help restore the internal.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: Or vice versa. So if you're really strong in the internal, then maybe you don't, you don't need as much help. Maybe that's where your cup is so full that you're like, I'm actually in a giving place, and I'm able to give. but it it's very individual and it's very environmental. The last couple of years, i I would say most of us have been lacking on the um internal resources. I would say a lot of us were not really taking care of ourselves in that realm. And then we weren't even going to external resources, you know, for a variety of reasons, Fear being one of them.
0: Is that why, is that why we were so depleted in the internal is because the external was kind of taken
1: away? I think so. I really do. And, and there wasn't a, there wasn't a dotted line. Like people didn't know what to do. And then they're like, well, I can't see a therapist because they're booked for six months, you know, or I can't, or people were like, I know like people in my family are like, I don't want to go out and risk getting COVID. Mm -hmm. So it, it was a tough time.
0: Yeah, and we're still seeing, now we're seeing the results of that Mm -hmm. um, as people are discovering that.
2: Yeah,
1: 100%.
0: So if I'm your client and I've reached out to you to help me as an entrepreneur and business owner Mm -hmm. get unstuck, um, what kind of questions would you ask me? Mm-hmm. What what would you want to know about what I'm going through or where I'm at to help unlock a healthy response, an aware response
1: mm-hmm.
0: to my situation?
1: I would I would actually start with asking you, giving me a typical day and getting into some detail with it. So. Do you have a like understanding your natural rhythms? Do you have a natural time you get up? do you have a regular time you act and it's not and some people don't you know have rhythms that are a little chaotic and it works for them, but I just understanding what those rhythms are about is really key. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being able to um dive into like what kind of and this is a harder one, but what kind of energy you feel like you have? there's a lot of people out there that call it, call it vibrating higher, vibrating lower, you know, that, and it's, I think it's hard to tangibly understand, but so I try to give people a spectrum of one to 10 in terms of when they wake up and then when they go to bed, where their energy is at and then where their output is on that same spectrum. And if if what is it realistic? And a lot of times people see, oh my God, my energy at noon is at a two, and I've got six clients after that. Like, how am I gonna do that?
0: Yeah, yeah. Working at the time when your energy is the highest, doing your most productive work, scheduling the, the biggest things that need to be done, the times when you're the most alert. Yes. Is is that related to personality type uh, Enneagram too? Are there do you find that fours are more engaged later in the day and sevens aren't, you know, is that, or is that not connected to the personality?
1: In terms of time of day, I don't know so much about that, but what I do know, and this is really important. Sometimes people, the you know, you you Google a type four and it doesn't necessarily, it says art or artist or creative or, you know, that they are deep thinkers, deep feelers, that kind of a thing. But I, some of the things that they miss uh, when you just do a regular Google search is fours tend to overwork. And a lot of times people don't think that about fours. They're like, "That I've never seen that before. I, When I work with a four, it, it depends on the subtype. So subtype is kind of another category of the Enneagram, whether or not you're a self-preservation four, a social four, or a sexual four as a dominant subtype and that's part of the things that we do when you when you work with me is we figure that out because that really makes a difference. So if i'm working with a 4 and i and i find out that that 4 for example is a self-preservation 4, i know that first of all they probably had a hard time typing themselves and second of all they're probably overdoing it. So they're definitely it's are some not, patterns.
0: And it's not always overdoing it in terms of visible work. But overdoing it in the the mental never turning off the brain work.
1: Yep. Yeah, for sure.
0: You know, because I'm I'm also a pastor besides being a, a business leader and entrepreneur. And I hear this all the time. Well, you only work one day a week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but
0: I know because that's what people see. I know it's, it's just a repetitive theme. That's all they see, but they don't realize what happens in here all the time, right? That affects internal resources, sleep, rest. Um, yeah, so interesting.
1: Yeah,
0: very, very interesting.
1: The other so, thing, go, go ahead. ahead. The other go thing I would you. say that's, um, Really helpful for people to understand when it comes to the Enneagram and how it plays out for them in terms of being uh, their their profession or being a business owner is to understand the passion of their type.
2: Okay, say more
1: of that. So, the passion, there's obviously one passion for each type. And I'm just going to say this right now they're not pretty. (laughs) They're. They're also called the sin of the type. So Okay, so it's, it's not
0: good passion. It's,
1: mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. ugly side of, of what happens to the personality. It's it, And oftentimes the passion is um something that we don't even realize is there until we really start to do some work on how we feel about life and others and maybe working with a coach or a therapist or whatever it may be. And so the, the passion... Of um enneagram type four is envy, and when I say that word, you know, mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. sometimes I you know, that's where I can get people who kind of back up. And they're like, really, you know? And but what does that mean, right? Like, what it doesn't necessarily mean like you're envying someone for something they have. It could be envying your your life five years ago. It could be having you know envy. Envy exists in all kinds of ways. But the passion is the hardest thing to work on. So when I work with someone, we understand it, but i I help them with arrows and subtype and all a whole bunch of other things before we work on passion.
2: Wow, so, uh,
0: if I were to become your client, how long would you have to work on me before I'm fixed? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that's that's funny. Um, but, even that's, the way
0: I asked the question, right?
1: But you know what? I it's funny because I've had the same thing run through my mind. Like I think we all have that feeling. Like okay, I'm going to go to therapy or I'm going to go to coach. But how many sessions do I really need until I'm good? <laughs> um, uh huh. I always start people with eight sessions, at least with the Enneagram, because there's arrows and there's wings. There's so many elements to it, and there's so many activities based on the person and what they want to achieve. But mm. I would say that I would say after eight sessions that people have a really good understanding, and they and they have lots of areas of homework that they're, they they are working on. That has made a difference, but most people do another eight. But it doesn't necessarily mean that in 16 weeks you're you're good.
0: <laughs> I realized the way I asked that was trying to be a little bit humorous because I've had the same people say that to me, like, oh, we've had two marriage uh sessions with you. Shouldn't our marriage be fixed? And no, it takes there there's habits and there's things that need to be overcome that take a, a lot longer than um a, a couple a couple sessions. Um So I realize that, um, what else would you like to say uh, to the audience today? Um, celebrating maybe progress that's been made with clients or, Mm -hmm. um, recent story that highlights what you do and, and highlights why you're so passionate about it. Why do you care so much about this? Yeah. What would you like Um, to share?
1: Couple things. Personal story first, and then I want to say something professionally. So, when I first started with the Enneagram, I did what a lot of people do. I typed myself incorrectly. I typed myself as an Enneagram eight, and I'm a two to my core. <laughs> um, and I, I think oftentimes when when you start to look at it, you you look at it through rose-colored glasses because it's hard to really see yourself for who you are unless you are willing to get some external support it's you always need a third party to do any growth work in my opinion um, and so personally i did it wrong i you know mistyped myself and then i started typing everybody else and i was annoying on my family and my friends <laughs> and i was not i was not being a good person i really wasn't and um so knowing that I started to really look for, um, more education I could do on my own in terms of reading. And then I, I became certified through the inner life skills training, which was an okay certification, but then I found the CP Enneagram Academy, whole nother level, Hmm. hands down the best information and education out there. And it's a, it's almost like a, a degree. So I am just starting the academy now. I have one out of four certifications complete. Um, uh, Beatrice Chestnut and Yorani Pius are incredible people. And the one thing I really like about this is that they are constantly doing their own work. And they will mm-hmm. tell you, you're always going to be learning. You always are working on yourself. There isn't really an end, which yeah. I really
0: like. Right. You don't, you're never going to be fixed. And the good, the good news for us, those of us who follow Jesus is, um, we're complete in him and he's already provided everything we need to be fixed. Um, so we get to do this from, from love, not for love, from rest, not for rest, all those, all those things. So Mm
2: -hmm. yeah, that's great. So, that.
0: um, keep going CP, uh, Academy. Uh, yeah. Um, so what's the personal story of that? What, what has changed for you?
1: Yeah. So, um, similar to what you and I were talking right before the podcast. So I've been over the last couple of years in particular, um, I've been praying a lot. Um, but, but praying kind of like, you know, genie in the bottle, you know what I mean? Like, God, this is what yeah. I really like, you know, like. Mm -hmm. just, you know, would try to pray the right way. And then, so anyways, um, I had um, a health issue in the last couple of months that was completely out of left field physically. And it threw me like it it was really scary health issue for me. And um, basically what it did is it led me to to God. It led me to prayer. It led me to meditation. It led me to journaling, which your wife definitely Mm -hmm but it's planted a seed in me on, um, Mm. and it opened, like God was saying, you keep asking for these things, but are you really, are you really ready? You know, and I, you need to, like, I wasn't, I was doing, I was going, I wasn't pausing. I wasn't breathing, you know, I wasn't journaling. I wasn't doing all the things I tell my clients to do. And he said, Mm. I'm going to, you're going to, you're going to physically suffer because I'm going to make you slow down. At least that's how I interpreted it. And it has been life-changing. Like, emotionally, it's been life-changing. My business has slowed down significantly. It's another thing that's happened, which I don't like. (laughs) Um, But it's given me time to heal. And it's given me time to um, really see what um, God's been trying to tell me. And I, I feel like I'm only this far. I feel like I've so much further to go.
0: Hmm. And the, the professional story you want to share?
1: So the professional story is really cool. I, um, and I don't know if this happens to you, Jeff, but I, a, a woman reached out to me. She's a lovely, lovely human being. She found me on LinkedIn, which. I rarely get that. <laughs> Most people are like, someone told me about you. You worked with so-and-so. Uh-huh. So it was a complete random cold call. She owns a medical spa in McFarland, a new med spa. And she said, I really want to hire you to come in and do some Enneagram stuff with our staff. Would you be interested? I'm like, of course, 100%. So I did an hour and a half long session. It's really tough to do a lot in an hour and a half.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: I it was exactly.
1: real high level, real high level, yeah. um, but really, really fun. And everybody there was very interested in learning more. And um, it was such a pleasure to work with her and her staff. And I've been working with um, her a little bit of her staff, you know, individually, one-on-one. And um, one person in particular that I've been working with, she, she, similar to me, she mistyped herself. She's like, I really think I'm this and in my heart i knew she wasn't i just mm-hmm. you know but i took her through the process and then I, enc- I encouraged i kept asking the questions and then i'd email her how she responded to me so that she could see what her language was and then she's like oh i am an enneagram you know this her t- mm-hmm. so once the that process is so powerful because then you you're the one who makes the decision it's not somebody else slapping a
0: label on you or diagnosis on you yeah yeah you know so um, I one of the things I really appreciate about this conversation with you is what you said at the very beginning and that is the the purpose of the Enneagram isn't to label us and keep us in a box it's just the opposite it's to help us understand how we naturally show up in the world as a first blush reaction, to be aware of that and to grow beyond that. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: That's being true to ourselves. It's not just saying, Oh, I'm a four. So, you know, it's okay to be, um, feeling, um, envious or, uh, emotional that I might be abandoned. That's not, that's not the way that we are designed to live. Mm -hmm. Um, being aware of that can help me grow beyond
1: that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so when you think of that, Jeff, what is it, what does that mean for you? Like, do you think back of when you were a young boy or do you, did something resonate for you where you're, you're like, Oh yeah. Like, or maybe it was, maybe it's a feeling, maybe it's not necessarily even, you know, a time in your life.
0: Well it's very subtle. um, My answer, it's not a childhood thing as much as it is a a now thing. Like I, I wonder how much of the struggle in my entrepreneurial story and in my leadership story is a result of my own um, lack of awareness and inability to grow beyond where I am. Mm -hmm. So specifically, I tend to wallow in my stuckness sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And just, well, that's just the way it was destined to be. I'm just, it's just going to be a struggle. I'm just going to, and I hear people talk, you know, and there's a lot of lies about this. We talked about this before the podcast too. A lot of lies about, um, the entrepreneurial story. Like you're going to get to six figures in six months and, you're going to have all these clients rolling in from all of the things that you're doing and they're just going to resonate with if you just articulate yourself more clearly then everybody will just come running to you and it, it they're just all lies mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and so so then i hear that and then i work at it and i work at it really hard and i work at it consistently and i don't give up and i'm like a bulldog i'm not going to give up i'm going to keep moving forward anyway and the results just don't happen the way mm-hmm. i want them to and so then i just have a negative Mindset about that, like well, that's just the way it's gonna be for me,
1: yeah, 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 and i
0: and I can't seem to find the help to get me out of that other than I'm just gonna keep trying, I'm mm-hmm. gonna keep working at it, and you know maybe it'll happen, and it's not just it's not just business, it's also ministry, mhm-. <laughs> Just do this and I just do this then more people want to know about Jesus more people want to know about what it means to live a life abundantly in him and there seems to be a lot of apathy in the world towards mm-hmm. that life right now and mm-hmm. like I gave I've given myself over to this life and where are the results Where are the people right mm-hmm. And so I wonder how much of that's just me being stuck in my envy. So you said something, another thing you said was interesting is not just being envious of others. It can also be envious of an ideal. Mm -hmm. 100%. Right? Mm -hmm. Like I have this ideal of what it should be Mm -hmm. or how it's supposed to turn out, what the results are supposed to look like. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then when they don't, that's the ugly side. That's the dark side of being a four. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Definitely.
0: And so the healthy side is quit wallowing and take action, right? Mm-hmm. Just do something. But when you're in that wallowing space, the,
2: mm-hmm. the
0: pull to stay in inertia, right? The the, mm-hmm. the pull to just stay put and wallow in it is so strong.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Especially for a four. Yeah. Definitely. And so, the doing something I would say is definitely, um, you know, moving into that using that one arrow is helpful, really helpful for a four. But what I also think is really helpful is to remember that your personality resonates from a four. So you have access to the high and the low side of four. Like you, like you're that's usually where you come from. And so, the high side of four is all about being. It's all about hanging out and feeling. And And that's when I
0: feel my best. Like when I'm in a podcast like this, where I didn't, didn't prepare, didn't have to labor over it, just show up and have a conversation, hang Mm -hmm. out with someone that stretches me and I'm engaged with. It's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And tapping into that is really important, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Hallie, I'm so grateful for you taking another time, another go around the sun on this podcast. I'd love to have you on again. We should just keep uh, scheduling these every so often. Um, You've brought so much uh, light to me today and awareness. I thank you for that. How can people get a hold of you to find out more about what you're doing?
1: Yeah, people can um, go to my website which is the new you today.com it's n e w the letter you today.com um they can find me there and they can also find me on facebook which is new you today um instagram um they can email me if if anyone's out there and they're they're like hey i just want more information which is my name hallie h-a-l-l-i-e at new awesome
0: rich blessings to you and to your family to your well-being and your health uh, so that you can help more and more people be aware and be their best selves i'm so grateful for you thank you for taking the time
1: thanks so much jeff it
0: was such a pleasure being on your podcast today awesome have a great day
1: thanks you too
0: talk to you soon bye okay hey fellow dreamer i hope you enjoyed today's episode Head over to my website, jeffmeyer.org, for all of the show notes and links. And when you're ready to move from overthinking about your dream to actually taking action on it, consider joining the Dream Accelerator community. Our clients are getting crystal clear on their dream with our Dream Generator Vivid Description five-step process. They're discovering the truth about fear and how to use it as fuel to take courageous steps in the right direction most importantly, they are walking a clear path forward because they have made an investment in themselves to confidently realize their dreams. The results are so inspiring. Having coaching and companions on the dream journey is crucial. Remember, fear will come, fear will stay, move forward anyway.